This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today on the show, we are talking about junk foods of the British Empire. I'm glad we're doing that on the show, because if we were doing it off the show, nobody would be able to hear about it. Yep, yep. Uh, are you, wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's rewind a second. We have junk foods here from Australia and England. Does that really constitute an empire? Well, there is no British Empire anymore. I think this is... You just said there was. Sorry. I guess I was thinking, uh, we were trying to find a way to unite the junk foods we're going to be discussing today. And I guess, you know, Australia used to, you know, have a British thing going on. Yes, they used to have a British thing going on. I think that's That's, the technical term for it. That is a history lesson right there that we can all all feel good about. All right. So this show was completely listener driven thank you listeners thank you so much listeners and thank you especially to our uh, our suppliers our dealers our hookup uh nicola in hampton england and ella somewhere in australia who sent us some lovely care packages at their own considerable expense uh full of just unspeakable foods and we should really thank ella in particular because she was the one who suggested that we do an australian junk food show yeah but she said it could also be junk food too and i think this very much constitutes junk food too. we have a lot of junk in front of us and we're gonna eat it Let's, uh, which, which part of the empire should we, should we begin with? We have a regular smorgasbord. Um, should we begin that's savory? That's the Swedish empire. <laughs> savory or sweet? Oh, that's a good question. Well, let's, let's begin savory. Let's, uh, let's do it as if we were having a meal. And, uh, you know, we'll have, we'll have our uh, savory goods and then our dessert. Okay. Uh, so we're going to begin with uh, some chips that are, uh, I believe the, these are made in England. Let's see here. Yes. These are Mega Monster Munch pickled onions. Huge chunks of pickled onion flavor-baked corn snack. And it's got a picture of some sort of a terrifying one-eyed monster with a bunch of hands in his mouth Yeah, on the, on the package. Do you think kids in England have nightmares about a monster who eats hands? <laughs> oh, God. It just sprayed all over me. Sprayed what? Uh, oh, wow. 
These are kind of sw- sweaty, sweaty hands. Oh, great. <laughs> I can't wait to dig into that. So these are corn snacks that are hand-shaped. Can, uh, I, so I, only they have four fingers. Whoa, that is so much larger than I expected it to be. I, I thought the ones on the front were actual size, which is like an inch, but the thing you pulled out is like two inches of severed hand. <laughs> you know, these remind me. I, I feel like this is going to be sort of like Funyuns. Did you ever eat Funyuns as Oh, a kid? absolutely. But this is, of course, a hand shape instead of a ring shape. Okay, here we go. You and Funyuns aren't pickled. Yeah, I'm ready. Do you want to hear the crunch? Whoa. Wow. That is really pickled. It's so interesting. It's um less salty than Funyuns. Um, does everybody know what Funyuns are? I mean... They're, they're like fake onion rings in a bag. Yeah. Um, these are so interesting. I kind of want them to be saltier. Okay, so wait. Before, before we get deeper into the flavor of the Monster Munch, um, I, I want to point... There's something about the bag that, that really, I think, defines a cultural difference between England on the one hand and the United States on the other, which is that on the front of the bag it says new, and then that is crossed out, and it says in larger letters old, bigger <laughs> like they used to be. They are, they are loudly trumpeting that, that their product is the very antithesis of new and improved. Uh, I feel like this is a, maybe, maybe this is kind of a nostalgic snack for, for some Brits. I think it is. And uh, wow, these things I mean, have an I don't know what I'm that goes talking on forever. About. I don't know what I'm talking about, but yeah, I'm sitting here with sort of a mouth perfume yeah. <laughs> of pickled onion mega monster munch. I think we we have to judge these things purely on on their qualitative merits, not not their historical import. I okay, think. okay. So because, what do you think? I mean, of for the... one thing, we don't even know what uh, know what the British Empire was and and whether it's still around. So <laughs> we're probably not going to get really deep into the history of monster munch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what do you think of it? That's Would why you... they have like Oxford and stuff. Do you uh, are you a fan of the monster munch? Not really. It's funny because I, I appreciate that it's got this sort of vinegary tang going on, but I want it to be saltier. Yeah, and the the vinegary tang, it's it's almost too much. Mm. My breath is really horrible right now. Let's dip our toe into Australia, shall yeah, we? Yeah, let's do that. We have some Tim Tams here. It is a wonderful, I mean, I, I must admit I've eaten these once before and I love them, um, like a, a wafer cookie, like a layered wafer cookie that's dipped in chocolate. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, we have, here, we have here double coat Tim Tams and classic dark. Which, which should we taste? Maybe one of each. Yeah. Okay. I think we should. And then I, I have heard that there is something we have to do with Tim Tams. We're going we're gonna to try a little science experiment. Oh, Wow. Should we just share this or something? Sure. There's a double coat Tim Tam. And this is clearly the milk chocolate one. Very sweet. Very sweet, but it's a good it's a good solid cookie of its genre. Mm-hmm. I really like the Tim Tam. It has the cream in the middle, then two crispy cookie layers, and then it's enrobed in apparently a double coat of chocolate. Mm. Mm. Although, you know, it is one of those junk food chocolate flavors where if it didn't say chocolate on it, you could taste that blindfolded. And be like, what does that taste like? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? But it's brown. Mm, mm, I like that. Let's move on to the classic dark Tim Tam. It says, best ever dark recipe. Should we, should we taste it blindfolded? I think we've already seen what it is, Matt. Damn it. Your scientific method is, is all That wrong. wasn't the science experiment. We're, we're still getting to that. Okay. Hold on. Here we go. The science experiment will involve suction. 
Oh, wow. That looks good. Mmm. Oh. Oh, yeah. Classic dark Tim Tam. I'm looking at you. Love it. Mmm. Love that. Oh, wow. All right. Cancel you- cancel the rest of the items. I'm going on a Tim Tam bender. Mmm. You Australians, you guys are very lucky to have such easy access to the Tim Tam. Mm. I know. The thing I hate about living in America is that there are no good sweets. <laughs> Utter lack of Tim Tams. Americans only eat salad. And hamburgers. Don't forget hamburgers. Salad and hamburgers. Chicken fried steak. Those are the, that's the holy trinity of American cooking. Salad, hamburgers, and chicken fried steak. Uh, however, in, uh, in Australia, they make chips based on all three of those flavors. Or as they call them, crisps. I don't know if they call them that in Australia. I thought, I thought those were British. I thought those were the English <sighs> snacks. We're getting our snacks all mixed up now. So let's let's move. Remember, along. remember when we used to have fans in the UK and Australia before we we offended them with our patronizing and uh, lack of knowledge about their culture. Yeah, I do remember. Those were the days. Yeah, good sorry, times. Sorry to let you down, everybody. You know, next we're going to go for we're going to jump back into the. Uh, the British category, we are going to taste Nestle Arrow. It says, feel the bubbles. And on the back, it says, it's the bubbles in our Arrow Mint that make it so enjoy a bubble. <laughs> 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 kind of makes you sound like you have a speech impediment. I love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I already, I've this? had these before. I love Arrows. I get them in Canada. Oh my God, I love the smell of it. Oh yeah. So we're opening the Arrow Mint. Um, oh, it's a little soft, Matthew. I was going to say, it's a warm day here in Seattle. Um, I know nobody's going to believe that. And uh, Oh, and my God. Yes. It looks like it's got a green foam inside. It does. Do you think that you could like put this inside a, like a seat cushion and it would be nice to sit on? <laughs> I think that's a very good idea. And you would be ready for St. Patrick's Day because you would have a green ass. <laughs> I don't feel the bubbles. Is it too warm? Did I eat it wrong? To prepare for today's episode, Matthew spent some time researching Australian snacks. And he, uh, someone told Clearly. him... He, he read somewhere that one of the two bars we're about to taste next, we can't remember which one, <laughs> is the best chocolate bar ever. I read that on Wikipedia. Somebody, somebody edited the page to say best chocolate ever. I don't remember which one it was. Okay, well, should we start with Picnic or Cherry Ripe? I think I want to start with Cherry Ripe, uh, who is... Great um, stripper name. Yeah, that's right. She's, she's named after a famous Australian stripper who went from, from coast to coast, stripping her way across <laughs> Australia. She carried her own pole. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, you made me feel bad for not knowing any history, and so, so I was on. trying to make some hold up. Hold on, I would like to describe this. Um, it says the big cherry taste, ripe, juicy cherries and coconut in old gold, rich, dark chocolate. What does that mean? I'm not sure. Okay. I, pulling back the wrapper. Does it have actual gold in it? Because that stuff's really valuable. We could melt it down. Oh my God. Look at the inside. <gasps> oh, it looks like, it looks like, you know, flesh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can bite that. <laughs> it, <laughs> It looks. It, I feel like I'm, I'm like taking a bite out of someone's arm. Hmm. Hmm. That's not the best anything ever. <laughs> so I'm going to guess it was the other one. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, if, if I must describe cherry ripe, it's um sort of a, a flat rectangle. You bite into it, it it's wrapped in chocolate, um, enrobed in chocolate, I think is the correct term. And inside is chewy coconut that's tinted pink from the cherries that are also inside. And you can't even really bite into it without getting a real whiff of like sort of cough syrup cherry. Yeah. It, yeah, it's sort of it's sort of the, the, partway between cough syrup cherry and maraschino cherry, but maybe maybe cough syrup cherry is the same as maraschino cherry. The nose is strongly cherry right. on that chocolate bar, and then and then lots of like you know chewy dried coconut. Not not a fan of cherry ripe. I mean, great great stripper, important part of Australian history. Terrible candy. Uh, next, we have the Cadbury Picnic Bar, a unique combination of peanuts, wafer, caramel, and rice crisps covered in delicious Cadbury milk chocolate. That sounds great. I mean, it that does. sounds like a really well-conceived candy bar. Oh, I also like the look of it. This is like a oh, freestyling yeah. chocolate bar. It it's kind so, of looks like it was like formed by hand. It's so rustic and knobbly. It is so rustic. I bet this was actually made by the Keebler elves. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, hang on. I'm going to bite in. Oh, wow. Mm. Ooh, there's a thick, there's a thick bar of something in the. Oh, it's that's the that's the cookie wafer part, right? I feel like it's um for those of you who have eaten the American candy bar Snickers, it's a similar. <laughs> sorry, sorry, it's a similar combination of flavors: the peanut, the caramel, the chocolate. This is really hard to get into. I mean, like, um, I love the knobbly appearance. You bite into it, and it's both sort of soft and chewy, and difficult to pull apart. Um, what do you think? Do you think their goal was to reproduce all of the flavors and textures of a picnic in one bar? Mm-hmm. The stones under your picnic blanket. <laughs> and the ants. And the little, little uh, sizzle from the formic acid. I'm getting the kind of chew of the blanket. <laughs> Peanuts just exploded everywhere. Did you notice that on the package it's exploding? Like, huh. an exploding picnic. What I've really been waiting to get to, let's be honest, is what's coming next. And that is the hobnob. Yes. I'm really excited about this because it says knobbly Odie biscuits. And that is speaking my language. And we've had hobnobs before, but Speak never. For yourself. You've never had a hob? Oh, no, I've I didn't have a hobnob. Okay. That's why I'm so excited okay. about this. I've had hobnobs before, but never this sandwich cookie like variety. So what this is, is it's made by a company called McVitie's. Mm -hmm. Hobnob's chocolate cream flavor. Chocolate cream filling crammed between two deliciously knobbly Hobnob's biscuits is how it's described. I'm really excited about this. And these come in in a tube. Like, I don't know how many of you have seen, like, Hit Biscuits. I don't think I've seen Hit Biscuits. You've never seen that? I I mean... I had a professor in college who was this very handsome British man who taught French literature. And he, I, I can't wait to see where this he is going. Used to, he, he used to keep a little package of Hit Biscuits on his desk. And I thought, oh my God. Did he keep a package of, in his pocket? I tried to keep my focus on his face. Mm-hmm. But he was very handsome, I got to tell you. And, and he gave away free cookies. No, he just kind of, I think he kept them on his desk and he kind of snacked on them. But if you came to oh, office man. hours, you would see them and be so tempted by both his face. Oh, you know what they say the about a, fans, a handsome guy who won't share his biscuits. <laughs> I can't get this. 
package open. <laughs> All right, we're screwed. <laughs> this whole time we've been talking. Oh, it says Terrier. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, wow. You know, somebody in sixth grade once said that... <laughs> <laughs> I just crumbled a hobnob all over it. I opened the package and it just came crumbling out. But I was going to say that somebody in sixth grade once told me that I was really smart, but I had no common sense. Mm -hmm. Ouch. But I guess it's true. I couldn't find the tear here tab on the packet of hobnobs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so we've got chocolate cream between two not... These are just... they're, They're distinctly lacking in structural integrity. Mm. Oh, I love this. Oh. Mm. <laughs> the biscuit, it, it's its salty, it's crumbly, it's toasted, it's crunchy, it's oaty. I could I could go for a little more of the chocolate cream, it's I think. It's all over your it, kitchen I mean, table. Yeah, this is a disaster. <laughs> the The next 10 minutes of the show will consist of dust buster noises. Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 I might have to eat a second one of those. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, before we we wrap this up, we need to do the Tim Tam experiment that I alluded to earlier. Okay, okay. Okay, so... Um, Can we do it with the classic dark? I I, I think we... Yes. Okay, and we're supposed to bite off a little bit at each end. And then use it as a straw. To suck milk. Yes. (laughs) Out of a glass. I should be clear about that. (laughs) Not out of of a a cow. I will get the the milk. Okay. So, My house looks like a beach. It's covered with sand. <laughs> it's covered with hobnob sand. Uh-huh. Um, so I've just got to say that um, before I begin trying to suck milk through a Tim Tam, mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to lead to a lot of chocolate on my face. <laughs> you want to bite off the second end? Are, are we going to share one straw? <laughs> of course. Well, maybe. Do I have to go first? I feel like we're passing a joint. <laughs> I feel like can I, I can... have my own straw, Tim straw. <laughs> I feel like I can't look at you when I do this. Okay. <laughs> I have to like make out with this thing. <laughs> okay, I just won't say anything. You need to fill the glass. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm trying to stick a Tim Tam way down in this little glass of milk. Thanks a lot for making me cry, Matthew. Did it work? <laughs> I think I, I just blew my nose in the milk. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm still going to try. Uh-huh. I didn't know this was going to be so hard. Australians are really dexterous. I'm getting it, but this is not any kind of easy way to drink milk. <laughs> I don't think an easier way to drink milk was how it was billed. <laughs> Hang on, just give me okay. a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I lost the Tim Tam. I dropped it in the middle. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my God. Well, now I'm going to try to eat. <laughs> my face is covered in tears. Do you think this is like a joke that Australians are like, you know, come, come to Australia, oh. drink through the Tim Tam. <laughs> And we'll laugh at you. First, I was going to say it's really nice when it's like impregnated with milk. <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh at that. Um, however, I feel like it actually loses some flavor. I, I think an Oreo loses some flavor when you dip it in milk. I'm going to try not to laugh at you, but it's really hard. Get ready to suck. All right, here I go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, That's weird. 
<laughs> it doesn't improve the milk at all. It still just tastes like milk. Drink, drink, drink through the Tim Tam. Drink, drink, drink. <laughs> hmm. What do you think? Do you like it when it's impregnated with Tim Tam? I do like I mean, an impregnated Tim Tam. I mean, with milk? Wow. Wow, this has been such an intimate show. I'm just sitting in a, in a sea of carnage here. Uh-huh. I mean, we've got like... I've got a half-eaten cherry ripe bar that appears now to be bleeding. <laughs> uh, I've got befouled milk, Tim Tam crumb. Between, no, the no. Two, between the two of us, we've gone through five napkins. Yes, hobnob crumbs, crumpled, sodden napkins, candy wrappers. It's been a big day here on Spilled yeah. Milk. And, and it's it's been and really fun. And I wouldn't fun. have it any other way. It's been really fun sharing it with everybody. <laughs> Yes, we will. Uh, we will post uh, sources for some of these items. We will post pictures of the packaging of all of these items. This will be on our website, spilledmilkpodcast.com. I would like to give a shout out to our colleagues at uh, Mike and Tom Eat Snacks, uh, which can also be found on iTunes. They they are, I, I would say, the leaders in the eating snacks and making jokes about it genre. Mm-hmm. Hats off to you guys. And uh, visit us on Facebook. A lot, a lot of people have been liking us on Facebook recently. And we like that. We like that. <clears throat> like us, uh, visit us, not, not in person. Uh, and <laughs> um, be, because we just ate all the Tim Tams, so why would you want to visit us? No reason to come here. Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. The show that's old and bigger than it used to be. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Don't don't rush the chewing. I mean, enjoy it. You know what they say about a man who rushes through a uh, hobnob. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes, the most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your ten piece with nuggets, fries, and sprites ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.